Greeting, POTUS Shield watchmen, warriors, and worshipers. Frank Media here from our headquarters in Ohio. I have sad news, if you've not heard it yet, that Bishop Perry Jackson, whom is my little brother, has gone home. Happened suddenly yesterday morning. Details are not yet out. Uh, I have had some discussions with people close to him. But this I can tell you that apparently the Lord had more for him to do there than here, that his assignments had completed. My heart is heavy. He's my little brother. And uh, we were a Jonathan and David together with many plans for this next year. So please join us, the Potashield family, in prayers for his wife, for his daughters, for his church. And at the same time, we rejoice because he finished his race. But I have to tell you, I sure wish he was here to continue to run my race with me. God bless you, Harry, wherever you are, and your family. POTUS Shield and the Kingdom of God are indebted to you for what you've deposited here on this earth. Now I'd like to deal with some questions on your mind and in your heart. A lot of us have them right now about what's going on. Many of you have written and you've wondered, why have I been somewhat silent? Well, I'm going to deal with that right now. But first of all, I want you to understand that I am not a vending machine prophet. I've said that many times. You don't see me going out into the circuit and the business of the ministry and being called upon to prophesy over people at random and will. Some do that. Some are gifted to do that. I'm not going to criticize it. I could do that. There was a season when I did do that. No, I choose to really wait on the Lord. I must see. I must hear. I must test. I must know. And in the fear of the Lord is when I release the word of the Lord. Because when we say that it's the word of the Lord, we must know deep in our spirit that we've waited upon him and go forth with fear and trembling. And in that sense, I want you to understand that back in February, amongst all of the things that were prophesied and announced and all which came true up to this point, including the COVID and the first shift and the second shift, including lawlessness and chaos being released on the earth, which I released on May 24th, and it started on May 25th in this nation with the killing of George Floyd, with the astounding message of the Hezekiah blast, and that the Lord said that on, on or around Rosh Hashanah that something was going to happen and it would be a major shift for this nation, with our prayer being up to that out of Hezekiah, mouth, his own mouth from Isaiah 38, when he said, Lord, he said, the children are in the womb, but there's not enough strength. And we prayed and we pushed. And we had the sad passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I mourned for her family and mourned for her passing, as I would anybody that I'm not sure where their faith takes them to. Only the good Lord knows. However, it did happen right on Rosh Hashanah, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and very quickly, a prophecy that the Lord had from my lips before the conclusion of the election in 2016, and that this 
President Trump would have three Supreme Court nominations and appointments to help to turn back the shedding of innocent blood of the unborn children and other injustices of law for the kingdom in this country. We thought we ran out of time. I was wondering, how did I miss it? Lord, I only said what you told me to say. And I take that very seriously, but then God, just in time with 42 days left, prior to an election, God moves and the appointment goes through and Amy Comey Barrett is now sitting on the Supreme Court. Well, back in February, I released this vision that God gave me and the vision I had was of President Donald Trump and he was drowning in quicksand. And it didn't seem right, it didn't make sense because at that time, COVID hadn't really grabbed itself yet. Uh, Joe Biden hadn't really uh, been nominated yet. Everything seemed to be pointing that he was going to just walk right back into a second term. But the Lord showed me that and I released it. And some of the people around him and faith people, friends of mine, were a little astonished at it and even pushed back at it. They said, why would you say something like that? I said, I can only say what I saw. And that is that he was sinking in quicksand and he was up to his lower lip. And then I saw the thumb and the forefinger of God come and snatch and pull him out. Well, the thumb, as we know, in the fivefold ministry represents the apostle, the apostolic, and the forefinger represents the prophet and the prophetic. The forefinger pointing up to God, the thumb being that which is the foundation for the kingdom to build upon with Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. So I have to say this to you, beloved. We must continue on and see what the will of the Lord is to complete that which he has said. I haven't had anything else to say because what else is there to say? I am waiting to see the hand of the Lord. I am waiting to see what the Lord shall do. I am not trying to put God in a box and into my time frame or your time frame or to this earth's time frame. God cannot be contained. What is a season to us is not a season to him. He did say that this president, would put in place three Supreme Court justices, and I said it over and over, not in his first term, but in his first season. So I wonder, when is another season? What is the other season? Now, I'm not saying that God's still not going to complete this work in a way, in a fashion that we all, many of us want to see happen right now. I'm saying it's time to wait upon the Lord. I want to invite you to listen to my sermon from this past Sunday that I released here in Canfield and onto the net. And that was about faith. And as I was seeking the Lord, I went in after election night at one o'clock in the morning, just like you, when I got up the next morning at six o'clock in the morning to go out and do what I have to do out in the field to work. I was shocked at how things had turned around in just a few hours. But I determined then to just turn my television off and not listen to facts. I wanted the truth of God. And I humbled myself before God for 72 hours with a form of fasting and prayer. Not specifically to make something happen with God, to make something happen with me. And I was humbling myself before the Lord saying, Lord, I want to be a fool for you no matter what. And please let me know that I hear your voice clearly. And don't ever let me say anything that's not of you. You see, I haven't been about the building of a ministry. 
You don't receive things from me even though I have your information. I don't request money from you. I'm not selling books. I probably, and I say this humbly to you, have one of the largest outreaches in the world that has never, ever sold anything to anybody for ministry. I don't seek to have speaking engagements. I don't ask for X amount of dollars to be sent to me to go. I don't have a private airplane. I really don't fly much at any point as the rest of us do. In our ministry, we have churches in Africa and India that we sow into. And much like most of you, I work. I don't receive a salary in ministry. I work and I sow and tithe in the ministry. I'm a tent maker. So I'm not about the business of prophesying because somebody puts a demand on me. What is the word? What is the word? And at the same time, I do seek the word. But after that 72-hour season, this is the word that I got out of the Lord, and it came out of Luke. And I found it very interesting because as we're getting closer to the Christmas season, I was wondering why would he take me to the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2? Was it premature? Was he telling me, now let's just focus on Christmas? I don't know. Well, he took me to Simeon. In chapter 2, verse 25, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. That word consolation has multiple meanings. Of course, one of them is comfort. And one of the things that the prophet Isaiah speaks to us from his grave and with his words echoing prophetically through the chambers of heaven and earth right now is, is, is speak comfortably. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Speak com comfortably to them and tell them their warfare has accomplished. So the Lord was telling us, have peace, be at comfort. But that word also means deliverance. And it also means rescue. So Simeon was waiting, not only for the comfort to come to Israel, that ultimately didn't come in that moment. It didn't come after Christ was, was crucified in the physical and the political and the social realm. It came in the spiritual realm. So the first thing the Lord was saying to me, son, don't let your eyes and tell my people, don't put your eyes on the political and social realms. Put them back in the spirit realm with me because we have a much bigger plan that needs to be unfolded. And that's the coming of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so Simeon waited for the rescue and the deliverance. And, and, and then it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost. And he was able to hold the promised one, the Messiah, in his hands. He waited all his life for that moment, as my message Sunday elaborated on, to be able to lift him up as a priest in the temple of God and to bless, to bless the Son of God, Jesus Christ. A spiritual moment he waited all of his life for. So, beloved, our, my first message to you comes as the heart of a pastor, and it comes as the heart of an apostle. And it says, be at peace. Please be at peace. I heard of one person called me this morning and said that their pastor on Sunday, that she had said that she hasn't been able to rest. She's been, has, has in, been in depression and she's anxious. And, oh, I pray for that woman, but that's a terrible word to give your sheep. Right now is when we want to have joy and peace. If you were in our service Sunday, we celebrated God. We celebrate God for what he's done and what he's going to do. 
Now, I don't know exactly what he's going to do. I want to take you back again to what I saw. And I want to also tell you, to the glory and grace of God, everything, starting back in 2015, with this cycle of Donald Trump that he has told me has come true. And it has been against phenomenal odds. I mean, exactly how he was going to win in 2016 when he was number 17 out of 17. And the Lord told me this was the man. I could go on and on. The Space Force, November 9th, 3.30 in the morning, the Lord had me prophesy that this man was going to create a Space Force. I had no idea what it was. So with that, I have to look at God and say, Lord, you have been true with me. Forgive me for doubting you. But I have to tell you also, I'm not God. I don't have the blueprint. And I'm not so sure that anybody that has a voice on earth right now knows the blueprint of how God's going to do what he's going to do. But he's going to do it. He's going to do something incredible and phenomenal. And at the return, when we were there in Washington, D.C. last month, the Lord had anointed and appointed me when Jonathan Kahn and Kevin Jessup asked me to release the last word over the nation as that was concluding. And the word I gave with fear and trembling was to keep pushing the Hezekiah blast, push the children, is in, is the child is in, in the birth canal. We need to push. And, and, and I repeated what Isaiah said, who, who is the Lord that he would bring the child into the womb and not unto birth? And so we know God's going to birth. We know that. That's the word of the Lord. That's not a prophetic word for me. That's the prophetic word from the prophet of the Lord Isaiah as well. He's going to push. And so we understand. But the last word that he had me released within the last, it was about 12 seconds. I remember seeing the clock coming down and I was fighting releasing this word. I really didn't want to give it. But the Holy Spirit would not let me walk away. And that word was, he said, the fury of the Lord shall be released and go forth to accomplish what I have said I shall do and for my plan. And I will go forth in the zeal of the Lord and no one will stop me. And anyone who gets in my way, I will steamroll them. I'm still waiting and saying, Lord, I didn't like that word. I don't know what that means, but I can tell you this, that from the fallout of what we've seen in the last 10 days and, and, and where we're sitting now, from that fallout, we're going to see the fury of the Lord released. Not because God's in one political faction or another, but God is for justice and righteousness. So finally, this to you. The message God put on my heart a couple weeks ago in the series that I'm releasing and developing is to come out of her, my people. It comes out of the book of Revelation and it talks about the great whore Babylon and the mystery whore Babylon. Well, beloved, so much has been said about the world system and this and that. And I often caution people, be very careful about eschatology. Um, be very careful about trying to pick a, a rapture period, etc., etc. We're supposed to be those who are preparing the way for the coming of the Lord, not preparing the way to go fly away. I leave it at that. For me and for my house, we're preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. And the Lord is saying to us, come out, come out. Beloved, just like we scoff at the world because of a popularism, how things become 
popularized and people chase it and it becomes fads and conspiracies, etc. It's still working in the body of Christ. And the Lord's speaking to the body of Christ, come out of Babylon, come out of that world system, don't go back into it and fight coming out of it. We're in that season now where this is working the patience of the saints. We must be patient. And so God is teaching us and showing us that we can't just have things out of the word of a prophet that give us what we want. We must push, we must fight, we must persevere, we must have patience. And so I encourage you, be patient, wait upon the Lord, watch and see what he shall do, and the Lord shall do great things. Isaiah 40, verse 31, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Further on, God's assurance to Israel, which now we understand is broader, it's the kingdom of God, both Jew and Gentile, kingdom here on earth. Chapter 41, verse 10, Fear you not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, beloved. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He is your God. No person is your God. Don't chase for a fresh word to try and give you a moment of, 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 of just release. Get into the word of God and in the rest of God. And I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness and behold all of them that were incensed against you shall be ashamed and confounded they shall be as nothing and they that strive with you they shall perish take that word that's the word of the god the word of the lord do it with compassion pray for souls this was the word that the lord's given me the last 48 hours it comes out of jeremiah chapter 42 I don't have time, nor do I want to take it right now to take your time up to give you all of the background of this. But let it suffice to say that Jeremiah was inquired of the captain's forces that were surviving. And they'd gone through a very tumultuous time, and they were trying to find out what is the word of God at this moment. Everything was in confusion. It was in chaos. Babylon was overwhelming them, just like Babylon's trying to overwhelm us right now. Beloved, the system is alive. It's here. The world system, with false religion beginning to crop up and take its place, with the political spheres, the social spheres, with, the, with trading going on, and with it's all about moving with the riches of the world and trading back and forth and buying with the riches and using fear. It's here. And the Lord saying to us to come out and here's what Jeremiah said to them they asked him for a word and Jeremiah the prophet said unto them in verse 4 of chapter 42 I have heard you behold I will pray unto the Lord your God according to your words and it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer I will declare it unto you I will keep nothing back from you and I'm making that same commitment to you, but you should make it also to yourself. We're going to seek the Lord. The Holy Spirit gives us access. He will tell us. And when he does, we must wait upon it and then declare it and believe God in it and understand that at that moment and even at this moment, this is when we need that faith, that type of faith 
that comes from the grave type of faith. The type of faith that Jesus had said a prayer in John 17, 5, Father, give me back the glory that I had with you always. And he said that prayer so that it would echo in the chambers of hell when he was in hell. Who was he that ascended, but that he first descended? And in that place, in that place, he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. The same glory he prayed beforehand, he was raised in the power of the resurrection in a faith from the grave type of faith. The same faith that called Lazarus out. The same faith that is required of us now to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of this testimony of faith from the grave type of faith. So beloved, it seems as if many of us feel that there's one foot in the grave, that everything that we had hoped for and saw worked for in the last four years plus, that the prayers are all ready to be extinguished. And I say to you, no. Have faith from the grave type of faith. Let's see what the Lord shall do. God's going to do something great. I don't totally understand it, but I know it's going to happen because as I look back on everything that the Lord has said, and that he has humbled me to release in the fear of the Lord, he has accomplished every one. He told us that this man would be sinking up to his lip. Well, how far does his lip go? I don't know. Is it being stretched? I don't know what's going on. It seems to me that it's impossible, but with all th God, all things are possible in that famous sermon, but God. And finally this, my beloved, don't be so focused and concerned in our own rights and in our own selfishness and in our own ambitions and how we perceive things to be that we forget that God is dealing with the souls of many people at the same time, that he loves equally. Yes, he loves people that don't understand him and know him, just like he loved you and me when we didn't understand him and know him. Do we really want God to just cast them off and forget them, to put them into judgment, into hell? I think not. I think we need to remember God is trying to mix the salad so that everything comes out according to God's plan for each and every person. I can't imagine how involved it is for the Holy Spirit to be dealing with so many lives in so many places at the same time, but I know how much He loves. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Let's be careful. Let's not wish harm and ill will on a whole bunch of people who are blind and in the dark. We're supposed to be the light of the world. And one other thing, do you think God is most concerned with Donald Trump's political legacy or for his spiritual legacy in his soul? What if the Lord is plucking him from feet that might have been burning or just getting close to burning in hell because of issues or things that he did? I'm not saying that's it, but just what if? Isn't it not more important that we too pray that his soul, his soul like our own souls, be number one in our prayer for him and his family. So I leave it at that, beloved. I wish I had more to tell you. If God gives it to me, as Jeremiah said, I will release it. But for now, I'm waiting in blind faith upon the Lord in what I saw. And I'm not going to count hours, and I'm not going to count days. The Lord is never late, but he's never on my time. If not, we wouldn't need faith. So here we sit, come out, come out of the world system, come out of Babylon. And for many of you, might I make a recommendation? 
Shut off the news. Fox News has gone sideways anyway. I haven't been watching them for a while. The other news channels mean nothing to me. And there's so many conspiracies and things flying around, it confuses me. This is where I'm turning, to this with prayer and fasting. And I'm asking the Lord to show us and for him to rescue us and to be the consolation of this nation. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for being patient with me. I'm not hiding. I didn't go anywhere. I'm waiting on the Lord. And I'm calling you to wait on the Lord. And I am praying. I am praying for Joe Biden. I'm praying for Kamala Harris. I'm praying for Donald Trump. I'm praying for the senators. I'm praying for the election in Georgia. I'll tell you right where I stand on that one. We need to win both of those, if not one of them for sure. We absolutely do. And I want to point something else out to you, too. I prophesied through here that God was going to save the Senate against all those polls. And we pushed it through, and we asked him to add five to the ones that would stand up pro-life and take five points from the ones who wouldn't. And at that time, Lindsey Graham was one point under or losing. He won by 10 or 11 points. And the other ones soared up. Collins soared up. The other ones soared up. God was faithful again. He'll be faithful again. Trust God. Believe God. Pray for me. And I want to thank those of you who have encouraged me. I haven't responded to you because I went into a season of simply seeking the Lord, ministering in my church, preaching the word of God. Do go to that message. It will bless you. Prayer, the faith, the type of faith that comes from the grave. Let it soak in and now focus on our assignment. God will take care of this. Our assignment is to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord and to come out of Babylon and to fight. This is just a fight. We have a big fight. And this fight is the fight of all times. This is the spirit of Christ against the spirit of Antichrist. And the spirit of Christ is working through you and I. And we need to love. We must love because love conquers all. Thank you. As an old Georgian pastor once said to me a long time ago, Pray for me, please. I need the prayers. You need to practice. God bless you. God bless you. POTUS Shield, we're alive. We're well. We're going to continue on no matter what. We've just begun until the Lord returns with our last breath. In Jesus' name, Frank Amedia signing off. <laughs>